What's up, hockey and sports fans? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Drop a Puck Podcast. The latest news and information around the NHL. With your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez. So welcome to Drop the Puck Podcast, episode number four. We have our first special guest, Brian Wojtanik. He has the Garden Faithful Podcast. Uh, Woj, what you got to say? Not too much, man. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. No, thank you. Uh, I feel like I have to set the tone kind of hard and early for your future guests, so I'm going to kind of bring the hot takes tonight. So Uh, let's do it. Do what you got to do. I mean, you saw someone bring a hot take last night. Someone came at someone came at you hard. Yeah, I saw that. Was, that. What was that? That was wild. I don't even know. Like I, I those those guys. They, they, I think they're just big fans. We're not gonna know. mention uh, them. We're not gonna no. mention. Yeah, I'm not gonna get too much into it. It's just a wild turn of events. Like I was just sitting on my couch, and next thing you know, I'm in a full-on Twitter war. Like, <laughs> not even. I was like, now I was going to bat for my co-host John on the Garden Faithful. Like I was going to bat for him because he was the one who initially quote tweeted it, and I just disagreed with it completely. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, they're taking over New York. It was just a wild turn of events. Oh, it was insane. It was I don't insane. Even those guys, like I have no bad ill will towards those guys. I just couldn't believe how quickly it escalated. Apparently, Woj, you know, only has. The little kids that follow him on yeah the kids. If that's the case, I love my kid followers. <laughs> They're awesome. Like they, they tweet in and out every week. So if that's that's the case, then so be it. You know? All right, so uh, let's drop the puck. So we started off with we last left off. It was a tie series, two two going uh, you know two two series going back to Pittsburgh. I had thought that Nashville, after their performance. In Nashville, I thought that they were gonna, you know, take it to the Penguins. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. I know Woj hopped on, hopped aboard the uh, Predators uh, bandwagon as well. Didn't happen. Game five, ha- uh, game five went away. You know, props to uh, Mark. I have to give him a shout out. I uh, give him a lot of shit for the Penguins. He, you know, congratulations on the Cup. Game six. That the the early whistle really really set the tone and i really think that was the end of it do you guys have any input no that took the life out of the game completely that going into like even like that moment but like especially going into the third period with about 12 to 10 minutes left you just kind of had that feeling this is going to be one of those games where like crosby or kessel is going to find a way to rip those guys hearts out right on their whole ice um it just had that feeling all the way through and you knew it was going to be a garbage type goal and that game that game starts one nothing. I think it ends one nothing. Uh, but that goal getting called back completely changes the game. And uh, that uh, brutal. It was it was a terrible. It's you, you got to be in position to make that call. Um, but no, that game, it, that goal getting called back completely changes the game. And that was a Pittsburgh win written all over it. There was no doubt in my mind going for it. I live bet the Penguins after that, and that was it. Like it was the easiest play <laughs> I made because that was just trap game all over it. Yep. Now isn't that where the NHL should get it right? With yeah, interference, because absolutely. that happens all the time. So, but now my question is: they should implement a rule where I know I know the linesmen aren't supposed to make that call, but the dude couldn't see anything. So when no. you see when you have another referee sees the puck open, you should be able to go up and be like, you know, the puck was live. That should be a good goal. But no, it was his call. He didn't see anything. He gave it what all of two seconds, and he blew the whistle. So there has to be something to where the referees or something can change that because it changed the game and you know it it I think it really set the tone the rest of the game and then Murray st- stood on his head and then you had Hornquist with the the weak the weak goal. Well, you could say the same thing 
I don't remember which game it was in Pittsburgh, either one or two, with the offside call with PK Subban, because you saw the same thing, and that. Yep. Oh, that was game, game. That was game one. Yeah, that changed the game. You know, Nashville would have. To me, Nashville would have won that game, and that would have changed the series. And honestly, I think Nashville would have won the cup. But back to back, Pittsburgh Penguins. We're all Ranger fans, but congratulations, hat off to you know, hat off to them. Uh, it came out that. Ian Cole played through a broken hand and broken ribs since early in the Washington series. And Nick Bonino played through a completely, complete broken through tibia. <laughs> that's just a hockey, that's just hockey players being hockey players. I think that's, you saw the picture with Bonino with the, with the crutches right next to him with the, you know, drinking, I think it was champagne. Congrats to them. And they have their, their course coming back next year. So here, let me ask you two: Do you see potential back to back to back? I'm gonna say no. Yeah, no. no. Just too many games. Too many games. They've played too many. It's just gonna catch up to them. I think there's a lot to take into effect with this off season, and oh, it's gonna be it, huge. It, and just to imagine, I, I mean, it's just my brain. Like, there's probably a chance they do go back to back to back, but my brain just won't. I'm actually shocked they went back to back. Like, it just seems like such a hard thing to do, especially in the NHL. The stupidest thing is you always hear that, like. That it, like uh, the toughest trophy to win or whatever, but it's true, and there's a reason for it. I mean, literally on any given night, any of these teams can win. So I just can't imagine three years in a row the Penguins go. I mean, for my sanity, I can't imagine. <laughs> I agree with you. Going back to back to back, but no, I I think with just age and whatever happens, I mean, with Murray Murray's their guy going forward. So we'll see. I think they go as far as he takes them, keep going forward because you got Crosby, Malik, and Kessel. Those guys are staying in place. I mean, that's the thing too. They did this all without Latang. It makes me sick. Yep. But God, I, I hate the Penguins. But no, there's a chance. But no, I don't see it. I think there's so much. There's so many new, young, and upcoming teams. Especially, I mean, we saw it with Nashville this year. And you got Edmonton's going to be coming back next year. Toronto making runs. So I don't know. I just can't imagine they're doing three years in a row. Yeah, and that brings me with the goaltending situation. When you have two number one starters in your net, you always have a chance to win the cup. Now, with probably most likely the loss of Mark Andre Fleury, where does that leave him? In case Matt Murray does get hurt during the playoffs, I well, they have that they have another young guy coming up, but I also think that they can do what the Rangers are possibly going to do, and that's going to go out find a backup for the season, let their prospects still develop. I mean, I think Enroth is going to be, and I'm hearing Enroth Kincaid, who is a Long Island native, so yeah, but think about it, if Flurry. If uh, Matt Murray didn't get, you know, if he wasn't hurt during, uh, what's it, the first round and the second round against Washington, mm-hmm. if they didn't have Mark Andre Fleury, oh, they wouldn't. I don't think I don't they would have made it. Washington. No. no. So, you know, with those two number one goaltenders, there's always a chance that you'll win the cup. And there's also a chance that Vegas doesn't even take Fleury. There's still that chance. It's nothing's guaranteed. Yes, he waves, which brings us into the next topic. Marc-Andre Fleury waives his uh, no-move clause to only, apparently, only go to Vegas. But that doesn't, you know, other teams can still come to them and contact them about Fleury. And Fleury can, but it's not even a guarantee that that Vegas ends up taking Fleury. I mean, I think they will. We've been saying it. We think that they will. Woj, do you think that they're going to end up taking Fleury and make him the starter? 
Yeah, I think they take Flurry and Ranta, and they go one-two. I think they try to replicate what a lot of these teams are doing. Like Dallas started doing it, and all. Like, LA did it last year. They try to grab at least two good goaltenders that they can roll forty and forty with. Yep. And Bishop I, I think they're I think they're going to take both of them for sure. I don't I don't see them, especially with way it feels like the Penguins and Vegas have had long discussions about this. And there's I think they're taking uh, Flurry for sure. Pedro. Yeah, I totally agree. It's that's. Goaltending in the NHL is very important. You can't win a cup without good goaltending. And if you have that one-two punch like Pittsburgh had, you always have a great chance to win. And they showed it and they proved it. So Vegas has a great opportunity to grab two great goaltenders. So why not go for it? You know, Fleury's an excellent goaltender, two-time Stanley Cup champion, three-time Stanley Cup champion. And Vonta has a backup, as all Ranger fans know. Just amazing backup, and it's unfortunate that we might lose him for nothing because I think we got shit when we gave away Talbot and Edmonton. But it's unfortunate, but it's it's good for Vegas. Yeah, so we're going to go on to the next topic. We're done with the Penguins. Next topic is we, 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 we're, we're waiting for the, for, the, for the trades to happen. We've been waiting, you know. Not Penguin fans. We're on the Nashville bandwagon. I think teams held up. Like they waited for the Stanley Cup final to end, and I ho- I was hoping today there would be some there would be some magic with the moves and everything. Nothing major, but uh, Tyler Toffoli resigned with the Kings, three years, three uh, thirteen point eight million dollar contract. I think it's a solid pickup, solid resign. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's a. It's a great signing for for the Kings. Um, to me, I think they're going to lose. Dustin Brown is gone. Um, you know, like I said in the previous podcast, I don't think LA is a playoff team, but it's a start. And Tyler Tafoli is one of their young guys that they had to sign. So good for them, and pretty cheap too, for a guy like that. Roche? I think the more significant signing is definitely with Gossespierre, though. I mean, well, yeah, we're going to get into him next. Yep. Yeah, the Toffoli, I mean, it's, yeah. That's, I've seen a lot of Rangers fans bomb, like, thinking we were going to get him somehow. I never was a doubt. Like, uh, he was going to stay with the Kings. Um, but, no, Ghost Bear, man, he, that, that's a guy. Ghost Bear's that, contract is phenomenal. That is yeah, that, tremendous that's value. Something, that's something Philly could have messed up real easy. So, good on them for holding on to him. Because I mean, that dude came off oh, such a poop season. Like, it was absolute shit. But, I mean, he came off off-season hip surgery. Drew did it the, the couple years before or the year before, whatever it was. And he clearly wasn't the same all year. So good on, like, even getting benched halfway through the season last year. Like, good on Philly to lock him down long-term. They realized what they had. You can't let a guy like that walk. He's still so young. He's He was a Calder finalist. Like, yep. you, you got to let that kid play. Uh, yeah. it's, it's stupid. But, yeah, good for Philly. Yeah, they know his potential, too. We saw Everyone his first rookie year. And yeah, he's awesome. It's unbelievable. I got into a vicious spin zone last season, like this season actually, at the trade deadline, thinking somehow the Rangers could pull Ghost Bear in a trade because he was that was right around the same time that he was getting benched. And I'm like, all right, well, if we do this, we could probably get him and then we'll line him up. And no, I was just an idiot. But like, I'm always I'm spin zoning myself, man. I'm always spin zoning myself. You can never count the Rangers out on anything. The Rangers exactly. go after anyone. Well, you, any any name you always see on Twitter, Rangers are interested. Rangers are in the running. Rangers are in the sweepstakes. So. Even with Kovalchuk, you know, I still don't see the Devils ever trading Kovalchuk's rights to the Rangers unless it was for, you know, the house. And obviously, Gordon, they're they're not going to give the house to the Devils, to their arch rival for a 34-year-old Kovalchuk. 
yes, I think he would help, but it's not going to happen. I see him going elsewhere, or like I said, I think last episode, the Devils aren't going to get what they want for Kovalchuk, so they're, they're either going to end up losing him for something, or they're going to lose him for nothing next season at the age of 35. Columbus seems to be the Columbus, yep. with him, too. Yeah, especially with them moving Clarkson off the books with to Vegas. Like, that's a huge amount of cap they're losing there. So I think that potentially lands in them making a move. I heard something like a first, a prospect. A, like, get out of here. It's no, cool. not yet. Dude, like, I, I get it. Like, he's a 60-point guy, 70-point guy. But, like, is he still? Like, do we know if he can still play in this game? It's been, what, two, three years? I, I get him. I, I'm so sick of Kolachuk. When I heard, like, I never thought he was coming to the Rangers, but getting that confirmation was just the best news I've heard all year. But then you, but then you have uh, Brooks saying that it's nonsense and that they're still in the. Yeah, it's just yeah. Brooks can go kick rocks. Like I hate yeah. starting rivalries. <laughs> Brooks can suck my ass. Like I hate that guy. Like there's a reason Dan Boyle yelled at him to get out of the locker room. Like it's if you're getting yelled at by Dan Boyle, like get out of my face. Like I don't trust you. He had it out with John Tortorella too. Yeah, I mean, Torts gets over there. Like, a... I, I feel like I've been in a rivalry with Torts, and I've never even met the guy. So, <laughs> yeah, like we were saying before, I feel like the Rangers are just evolved. You know, there have been rumors out there with Nathan McKinnon, even though Joe Sackett. Yeah, the whole McKinnon thing possible. too. <laughs> it's, it's the worst because, like you said, I think we're all similar brains here. I, I, you minute you hear like it could be like one of those stupid like Rangers like or hockey Twitter accounts with two hundred followers, like oh rumor New Rangers are in on McKinnon. <laughs> the hand. The hamster wheel. The hamster wheel. You, you, you start going full force. It's a dangerous game, and I hate Twitter for that reason. Like, I always fall in that cycle of, like, oh, Rangers are McKinnon. Yeah, right. 20 minutes later, I look like Charlie Kelly in that episode where he's trying to find Pepe Silvia. Yeah. And I just got papers and blood everywhere, and I'm just like, McKinnon is coming to the Rangers, and I swear, and I just had my hair up in a frizz. But yeah, it's a dangerous cycle to fall I just want to give a, a, a warning to all the listeners. This is the time where all those uh, – Parody accounts will come out, and you don't want to fall into the trap of retweeting a fake Bob McKenzie because then you just look like a complete idiot. Yeah, and... I'll, retweet, I'll retweet Boob McKenzie at least three times this offseason. <laughs> guaranteed, like, guarantee it. You always got to look for the uh, the blue check mark, but you, once you see something, you're so excited to retweet it out, and the next thing you know, you're caught in a uh, in a little parody account, and you just you, you got got. Yeah. Now, Woosh, I'm I have sorry. a question. Yes. If you were Jeff Gordon and Nathan McKinnon was on the table, what would you give up? Anybody but Brady Shea. The house, yep. That's exactly I what I would say. I think you make the move. I mean, if it's a guy that you legit have a chance, and I mean, you can spin a thousand different uh, trades or whatever is going to happen, but there's guys who, like, obviously are fan favorites, but this team is not afraid to trade fan favorites. Like, Derek nope. Broussard for Zabinijad, huge example of that, and... Uh, I don't know. I'm trading anybody but Shea. I think Shea's the one. I mean, obviously, like there's guys like McDonough, Lundqvist. You're not touching those guys. But I think of the tradable assets. Like if you're talking Kreider, Hayes, everyone's uh, available. JT Miller. I think you're trading all those guys. I, and there's nobody I think is safe, especially with some of the guys who are losing to Vegas already. Who I think they're going to lose to Vegas. At least one or the two. Um, it, you got to. If you can get a kid like that, you got to put the house down. I mean, this is. This is the guy, especially when you hear the Islanders going after Duchesne and stuff like that. I was just about to ask your opinion on that. I think they're doing it. I think that's going to be a done deal. I don't know what the return or what that's going to be. i got to imagine it's Barzil, Pulak. Hamannick. Dehaner, Hamannick, yep. Yeah, yeah, I got to think Hamannick is a part of that deal. Yeah, they've been trying to move that guy. Them not being able to pull the trigger for Taylor Hall last season and somehow like that trade working out for Edmonton it, with uh, what's-his-name is nuts. But, no, I think they're getting Duchesne. So if you're getting seen – like the, 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 that's the problem with the Metro, and that's what scares me with the Rangers every year is the Metro just gets tougher and tougher and right. tougher. Yeah, absolutely. So, so McKinnon being on the table by any means – 
is somebody if you can you got to throw the house down and i'm not talking go crazy i'm not talking like Kreider hayes at first a second like nothing like that but like if it's a reasonable trade and you're gonna lose two of these guys to get him i think you gotta pull it easy now, easy, do, you see, easy move for me. now do you see the islanders right they're in on the shame but do you see the islanders also going after jordan everlay yeah i think i think they're gonna make a lot of pushes i the one thing, if you're Islanders fan and like watching a lot of the Islanders, like we have guys at Gotham Islanders fan and just following a lot mm-hmm. of Mets fans and shit like that on Twitter, you see a lot of like Islanders talk. So you kind of somewhat follow the team unconsciously, um, but you got to imagine like their biggest problem, especially with like Tavares. Like, they have to resign. Yeah, they have to resign Tavares. That's the biggest thing. You got to get the guy help. The guy makes guys into superstars. Like Matt Molson, example one. <laughs> Matt Molson looked like an all star. Gets sent to Buffalo. The guy can barely play on the third line with yep. friggin' uh, I don't even know who the hell is on Buffalo anymore. But um, no, I think you got you got to get Tavares some support. Like this is the year they're gonna be like, all right, John, you're our guy, and we're also gonna get you guys to help out. Like we're gonna get we're gonna get you help this year. Um, and if it takes losing some of these young kids, so what? Absolutely. So Garth Snow should just say, hey, John, sign the dotted line. For yep. you know the rest of your life, whatever players you want, I'm going after. Whoever you want, let me know. Who do you want to play with? I'm going to go get them. And I know Rangers fans have it tough with like everything that I mean, not have it tough, Jesus Christ. But you know, like Rangers fans fall themselves into some vicious cycles. But nothing makes me happier than seeing Isles Twitter squirm about whether or not they're going to sign Tavares. Tavares, to yeah. me, it's a no-brainer. Like he's staying. Like, I don't yeah, know. the loyalty. I think the loyalty factor is going to come into play, and he'll end up staying. Isles fans are like worse than putting themselves in the spin cycle than I am. Like I've seen so many Isles fans thinking he's not coming back, like he's not going to sign. It's like, no, I, I think he's staying, but I'm not going to tell you that because I love seeing you score on Twitter. But I do think they're going to get him some big help this year, man. I, I I would be nervous to run Isles to make another run next year just from what they're going to do this offseason season because they still got kids who could play. I mean, Hosang's got to play 82 games next year. That kid's an absolute electric factory. I yep. love him. Like, if he wasn't an Islander, I would own his jersey in every color. But uh, they, I mean, they, they got kids who can play with him. So if you're if you're the Islanders and this is your last hope with Tavares, get him some help and try to make another run at it because they ain't going to do it with the team they have in the Metro right now. I think it's just another Steven Stamkos situation. It really is, yeah. yeah. You had Stamkos rumors going back to Toronto where he wants to go. You have John Tavares rumors that he might go back to Toronto. But I think it's going to end up with Stamkos, too. With like John Tavares and Steven Stamkos. Eight-year deal, probably, what, maybe eight, eight and a half, nine million a yeah. year. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna throw the, yeah, they're gonna throw the house at him. Yeah, I gotta imagine it'll be like the Pat Kane, John Taves thing. They'll lock him down with one of those huge deals, and that's yeah. it. Like, the, and he's gonna haunt us for the rest of his career. Like, as I, like as much as I'd love to see him go anywhere else, I know he's staying, and I know he's gonna haunt my dreams for the next seven, eight years because he's just that good. But now we're, but now we're talking about Rangers Islanders. But we have to think every other team is gonna be looking to make moves now. This is gonna be the cra- This is gonna be the craziest offseason in years. So now you have Chicago trying to fit under the cap. So they're already pretty much talking to Vegas about Van Riemsdyk and Kruger. They still have to make another move. So And apparently they just said Seabrook's not going anywhere. I just saw on Twitter, I forgot who put it out there. It might have been McKenzie or maybe Boob McKenzie. I have no idea. But uh, you just saw them come out saying, hey, Seabrook's not going anywhere. They love his leadership. So now who, who are they moving? They said it was going to be a core guy. I don't see it being – I mean, I see Hosa being bought out next season. Yeah. But who do you guys see – Chicago sending. 
I literally have no idea. Like, the Chicago's a wild team. Like, I feel like they don't have a cap, the salary cap anymore. Right. But, like, and then you see, like, stuff like this happening. You're like, oh, yeah, they are real. They're human. Like, they can't, they have to follow the rules, too. But I legit have no idea. Like, the, and it's, it's one of those things where I'm just tired of waiting. Just tell me. Because especially it's not my team, so I don't care as much. Exactly. I'm as emotionally invested. So just tell me what's happening. Like, this waiting for Vegas stuff is driving me nuts. Like, I already think I have a rivalry with Vegas just because I'm <laughs> sick of waiting on them. Like, it's, it's terrible. Like low key, I kind of want to root for Vegas. Just oh, I do too. Like just to kind of be like a gambler and be in Vegas all the time. I'm kind of hoping their jerseys are fire because if they're not, I'm gonna be so upset. I always forget that we haven't even seen these teams' fucking jerseys yet. But let alone I have to wait 35 days for them to make a goddamn list of who they want. Of who they want. Yeah. Get out of my face, Vegas. Like, don't don't stop letting me gamble on stuff. But like, get out of my face. (laughs) I'm with you. Uh, But now I have another question. Um, So. With all these moves going on, Vegas obviously, they've already said that they've pretty much done deals. They just haven't announced them yet. So, obviously, they're waiting for the, the cup final to end. But, dude, just start announcing them. Like, I know we're just one day away, but, you know, they, they the teams had to ask the their players for their, you know, the, to waive their, their no-move clauses. I didn't really hear much. Uh, I know Florida didn't ask Yandel. We didn't ask Girardi to install, which I am completely fine with. That's the way it should go. Who are we going to protect anyway on defense? Are we going to protect Mr. Nick Holden? No. no. Are we going to protect Kevin Klein? No. No. So, I, so exactly. So I'm fine with them not asking them to waive as long as one of them is bought out by Thursday. You know what really I, surprised me? Scott Hartnell didn't get his no-movement clause waived. Yeah. That that's really a wild shocked situation. me. Well, what happened with Bieska too? Did they... Did uh, who is it? Anaheim. Anaheim has some situation going on too, where they were supposed to. I think was it Kevin Bieska, and because yeah. they have because they're they're talking about Vatnin and you know all these other players, but yet they're not going to ask Bieska to waive his no move clause. Sammy Vatnin's a goner. He's done. Yeah, he gets traded. No doubt. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but like, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in some of these conversations with these guys. Like, especially you got to imagine, like, the flurry thing is, I think, the most baffling. Not to go back on it, but just hearing like that—that's been talked about since March, and it's been pretty kept quiet. Like, I didn't know that they talked to him in March. Like, I don't really think anybody did. So, like, in the age of social media and stuff like that, for that stuff not to get out over time is pretty insane. But like, I would just love to be a fly on the wall for some of these conversations. Like, hey, man, thanks for your hard work, but like. Can, uh, can you please get the fuck out? Like, well, did you have you, if you ever seen uh, Hard Knocks? There was a there was one conversation where they I forget which team it was, but they I think it was Jeff Fisher. I think it was when he was coaching the Rams or whatever. After practice, he literally called the guy and he's like, "Listen, you're gone. Pack up. <laughs> See ya." It's just I would like it's it's the most uncomfortable breakup of all time, especially for like guys who have been on the team for a couple of years. Like I can't imagine like being in the room watching like Gorton and these guys try to talk to Gerardi or Stahl about moving these clauses. Like it's it's like I much as I would like them to, they won't. But it's just I, one of those things where I would love to be in the room as they happen. And on the topic of Flurry, I think he kind of knows. I mean, it's yeah. either it's either you wave or Matt Murray is up for grabs. Yeah. So or so they they had to either trade him at the deadline. Which they didn't. They didn't get what they wanted. So I mean, he had to have known that it was coming. And, and it, I said last. I said last week on our on our episode that there was. I forgot who said it, but someone said that his wife was already in Vegas looking at schools and houses. Yeah. So, you know, they knew. But that's got to be hard to play through. You know, going through the playoffs oh, and God, it's insane. Going through the playoffs, knowing this is you know my last, my pretty much my last time with these guys. But at least you know he went out a champion with Pittsburgh. And now he's, I, don't, 
I don't know what kind of response he's getting from Penguins fans, but like they should be giving him the world, man. Oh, like, absolutely. They should be get a statue built for what he's done for them, especially like this year. Not just on the ice, but like him just agreeing to do this because he. This is him. This is the passing of the torch. You always mm-hmm. hear about that. Oh, he passed. He passed the cup to Murray. This is literally your team now, so take it and go. Like, he knew. Like, And I can't imagine, man, like 24 hours just after celebrating the Cup, just in that reality check, like, oh, yeah, I'm done with this franchise. Yeah. Like, it's uh, it's got to be so freaking bittersweet, man. That dude, like, so loyal and gracious with that, that, that franchise and, like, playing such a role and even just this run this year and then just to surrender control to Murray, like, God bless him. I, I, I do feel bad for him. Like, I hate the Penguins, but God bless Marc-Andre Fleury. I hope he does well in Vegas. I, 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 will, I will root for him in Vegas. And I think I, – I honestly think he will. He's. He, I think so. I think. I think the Golden Knights are pretty much taking. Like you got a. You got a cup winner in as as a goaltender. You can't ask for much much more in your first season as a team. And I think that they could. You know, potentially. Whatever. How I don't know how they're going to draft, but they could build a team in where. I said. I've said it before. They could be a playoff team in two or three years. My own. My first prop bet of the NHL this year was Vegas to make the playoffs because the odds are so astronomical. What was it? What were the odds? Like plus eight hundred. Like. It, it's absurd. Like it's it's not that division stinks. Oh, like, it's awful. The West stinks. It's not good anymore. It's not those powerhouse teams. Like it was a very evenly matched Western Conference this year because all the teams were standouts. Like you had Washington and like Pittsburgh and I mean I would even say like the Rangers in the East this year. But like the West was so wide open that like I mean you see the teams like Nashville sneaking through to the end. So it's it's good to see. But like. I don't think it's crazy to see Vegas making the playoffs over teams like Calgary next year. Like, they, there's going to be teams that they might be able to leapfrog early in the season and catch a couple points, and then next thing you know, they're two points into a playoff spot with like two games left. So, I don't think it's crazy at all. That's going to be my favorite team to watch this year. I'm going to watch a lot of Vegas hockey this year. Like, oh, absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. Now, another name that's been thrown around, uh, Alex Galchenyuk. Yeah. So. There's also, you know, there's Rangers Twitter going wild again. Alex Galchenyuk, we can trade for him. Let's trade Stepan for him. Let's do this for him. Let's do that. Uh, what do you? Where do you guys see Galchenyuk? Because I've I've heard he's he's gone. I've heard Galchenyuk will be moved this offseason. He's done. So where do you guys see him going? What do you see him going for? I don't see him going to the Rangers. I think Nash and Stepan. That's way too much for a guy like that. There's no doubt. He's not worth it. You saw him in the playoffs against the Rangers. He was trash. He was terrible. Um, I mean, when you're playing with Steve Ott and Dwight King, there's really not <laughs> no. much. And then, yeah, there's no, really he's not. He's a first line player, but he didn't prove to be a first line player. So he got demoted to the fourth line, and he deserved it. He played like crap. Yeah. So if I was Jeff Gordon, I wouldn't even bother looking at him. I mean, I glance and take a look, but if the yeah. price is too high, there's no. If I was Mark Bergevin, maybe I trade him to. I don't know. I think he's worth maybe a second round and a prospect, if that. I, I, I see him going to Vancouver if I had to take my pick now. I just see him like to a team that is nowhere near to be found and that they know they can get at least, like you said, at least maybe a second round or something, a prospect that maybe Vancouver's willing to part with. I could see them making a run for it. I've seen somebody posing like a, a Duchesne for Galchenyuk like, swipe like to try to make a package there. I don't know. I, I see him staying to it. I think he's going to go to a team who's significantly out of the playoffs, like Vancouver or... I, that just need that player, that they need to make that trade for that player to make the fan base excited again. If I'm the Buffalo Sabres, that's the guy. Like, that's that's your offseason guy. Well, you've seen quite a few Sabres games. Am I, am yeah. I correct when I'm but saying li- that? Living, living in Buffalo, like, I still try to keep up with the Sabres as much as can, like, just so I can talk hockey with people that live here. Um... <laughs> 
I think he's a guy that you have to go out to. I would like to see the Sabres go after a guy like Benino, too, because I know he's a free agent. So, yep. like, there's guys at the Sabres. I mean, I've talked about the Sabres. I ran about them. But watching the Sabres, the biggest problem, they're, they're de-stinks. They're like the Rangers on defense. Just old. Can't keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, and their bottom six is terrible. So, the complete opposite of the Rangers. But if they can build – I mean, you, the, if you think about their top six, if they move Evander Kane, you got Kane, you got Eichel, you got O'Reilly, you got Reinhardt if you hold on to these guys. And if you can add a Galchenyuk or something like that to that, I mean, the Sabres could be a team in the Atlantic that makes a run, too. They need a goalie. That, too. I mean – Oh, what's his name? Um, Laner. Psychopath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Him giving the crazy eyes is high key some of my favorite hockey moments. Um, but yeah, no, they need a lot of help. But like, I mean, Galchenyuk, I could see him going to a team who's not in the running though. It's gonna be a team who's in the rebuild and uh, whatever. I don't think the Rangers should look at him though. Now let me ask you guys because this is a topic that John and I go back and forth with butt heads on quite a bit. Where Seriously. do you guys stand? Where do you guys stand on Derek Stepan? Derek. Stay you want to go first? You, you want to go first, Pedro? You like you like him, love him. What's what's the thoughts? Uh, playoff wise, I think he's he could be clutch at times. Obviously, we saw a game seven against the Caps in the Eastern Conference semifinal, but but I feel like that just came to his stick. That right. that yeah. yeah. But you have to be in the right position to be on your stick. But yeah, continue. I'll let you go first. Anyway. I don't think he's our number one center anymore. I think Mika Zibanejad earned that spot. I think he's our number one center. If the price is right, like I've been saying in every episode of the podcast with like an Ovechkin trade or any trade with a superstar, if the price is right, I say pull the trigger. If if the Rangers want to give step on in a package to Colorado for Nathan McKinnon, by all means, give it to me. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think he's that caliber of a player anymore. I don't think he can produce at a level that he did in his first or second year as a Ranger. I feel like there's more out there in the trade market and he's valuable. He's a he's a solid, you know, number one, number two center in the league. And I would trade him. Yeah, I, I would be open to trading him. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he He's, you know, he's still solid defensively. He's a, two, he's a great two-way player in my eyes. But as you've seen, his his play in the playoffs was like his his hairline. It was lackluster at most. <laughs> it receded every game. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, he's one player that it, for the right price, I would move him. I, I, I think Zabanejad is going to be that number one center unless, you know, a Nathan McKinnon comes along. But that's what the Rangers have always been alluded from is that true number one center. And I'm waiting. For, I'm, that's why. That's why. If McKinnon, if McKinnon's out there, and you can get him for, you know, a decent package that's not throwing the house away, and you can keep Shea. You have to do it. Well, yeah. To me, if the Rangers, even though he's like 37 years old, if the Rangers manage to get Joe Thornton, yeah, step on gone. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was actually going to bring that up next. Well, I have two more things, and we'll go on to another topic. But uh, Alex Ovechkin, does he get traded? I say no. No. Again, it's but it's, it's kind of like the, the like my brain and my brain just refuses to see him in anything other than a capital jersey. Like I just I just can't picture it. I don't know what an Alex Ovechkin trade, but like if it does happen, I hope I am alive to see it because I'm very curious to see what that return is. This um, is going to be huge. 
Yeah, it'll be massive, but no, I don't. I can't see him getting traded. I think it's a lot of just motivation tactics by the front office, like just the comments they made after that. Like, yeah, it's a lot of pressure on the guy. The guy's literally never been on the second round when he had when he's had the last two years some of the best hockey teams I've ever see, see play in the regular season. So it's a tough look. I mean, this was the year for them, and I hate that expression, caps year. But like, yeah, if there ever was a year, even more so than last year, it was this year. Uh, but no, I don't. You can't trade a guy like Alex Ovechkin, man. Like no. that's like the Islanders would be letting Tavares. Tavares, yeah. You just can't let these guys go like you have to lock them down like the flyers locking down ghost bear like these are the guys when you recognize you have talent these are the guys you have to lock down for the rest of the time they're going to play in the national hockey league i, I just I, can't see him going anywhere. i saw some rumor you know I, I follow some rumor accounts i'm not gonna lie I, 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 I saw i saw one rumor account say that chicago was going to make a huge statement and they were going to trade like patrick kane for alex ovechkin straight up I think that's a steal for the Cavs more than it is for Chicago, <laughs> if that was the case. But I just looked at that, and I was like, all right, this, this is the time that I, I part ways with following you. So we're going to hit the unfollow button on you. So I haven't followed that uh, rumor account in quite a while. You also have to think about what teams can afford Ovechkin's contract. Yep. You're thinking of, like, a Florida Panthers team, a Calgary Flames team, you know, a basement team, Vancouver He's not going to move his no-trade calls to go to teams like that. Vegas said that they're not going after him. There's too many number eights on that team. <laughs> True. Uh, and then I wanted to bring up Joe Thornton and Yarmir Yager. So with Rangers Twitter again, Rangers are always in the mix. I'm hearing Joe Thornton. I'm hearing Yarmir Yager. You know, it would be great to bring Yager back for his last hoorah with the Rangers. I think it was stupid when we let him go in the first place. I think he was still producing. Obviously, Sather didn't think so. I would, I wouldn't mind Yager on the on you know bottom six. I also wouldn't mind Joe Thornton in the bottom six. I just feel like they're going to come with ARP cards, and I hope that they can make it through the season. Uh, you guys are obviously Ranger fans. What do you guys? Would you guys be willing to? Would you guys be opening uh, open to bringing on Thornton or Yager this year at the right price? Give me one, not both. I don't care which one. Just get me one and not both. I can't have both, like you said. That's yeah. That's too slow. Like, that's a retirement home. The, yeah, the Rangers' bread and butter the last four speed. Season, last at least this last season, speed and being able to play four lines against any team, and that's the beautiful part with the Rangers this year. Like I fell in love with this team, even despite how shitty the season ended. Like I still fell in love with this team hard, and it sucks that this Vegas thing is happening because I wish we could keep that bottom six intact the way it mm-hmm. is. But um, you can't have both those guys. Like that's an easy bottom six filler, um, especially if you're losing Grabner, Faust, or Lindbergh in the expansion. Lindbergh would be a huge loss. Yeah, I think the biggest loss. Either three of those guys. I think I'm praying it's Grabner, and I know that's wild after the season he had, but if we can somehow manage to keep Lindbergh on Faust next year and get a guy like Yager or Thornton, I'm very confident that the bottom six won't change at all. But now before you said you're, you know, you can see Vegas going with Flurry and Ronta. Do you actually see Ronta being their choice, or do yeah. you see them going with the Grabner. I mean, Foss, I, I said the last week, Foss injury plays huge into this whole situation now. I hope so. So now, I so. I, you, you got to think, you, you're you're looking to start this team off, and also one of the players you drafted is out until, is out for five months. I know it's only one month, he's only going to miss like a month of the regular season, but I feel like you want a solid team to open it up, and I think Lindbergh would be the biggest loss. Who knows, Kevin Hayes could end up being Un, uh, unprotected and he can end up going 
Bye, Kevin. Yeah, see you later. Right. <laughs> Thanks for the fish, man. Like, I'll see you later. <laughs> it's just that that's a guy who disappoints me, like, day after day. Because I like Kevin Hayes. But, Jesus, he disappears real fast. And, like, I don't know what it is. And I hate to talk about, like, players' attitudes because I don't know them. And I don't know what they're, like, on the ice or off the locker room other than what we see on Twitter or social media. But Kevin Hayes is a guy that frustrates me and makes me want to pull my hair out to no end. So, losing him. But, like, it's one of those things where, like, the Rangers fan base, man, you talk about Rangers Twitter all day, but, like, they fall in love with these players. So no matter who they lose, they're going to throw a goddamn hissy fit. Yep. I, I think I think you're right, though. I think Lindbergh, Lindbergh and Foss, I just can't see. They're one of those guys going in my brain. I really hope they don't. I think Foss is the – is if we lose Foss, I think that's the biggest loss the Rangers can lose. I he think plays it's Lindbergh. Zones. He's an yeah. incredible player. I think he's very underrated in this league. Very ugly, but very underrated. Yeah. Very ugly. He, he, really, he really brings down uh, the Rangers uh, – yeah, you know, looking team. Yeah, like him and Colden. If we can lose both those, we go back to the best looking team in the league. But until then, oh. Yeah, but if I, as a Ranger fan, I'd rather lose Antti Ranta than any of those players. I'll Me too. take. Oh yeah, absolutely. Vegas. I'll grab another goaltender, maybe like Tari Lettinen from Dallas. Yeah, but if I was the Rangers, just Antti Ranta to me, he can go. I'd rather keep Lindbergh, Foss. Well, then I'm also hearing Kerry Lettinen. If you want to bring up backup goalies. They're yeah. talking about Lettinen potentially being the backup to Hank, which I'd be fine with. I think Lettinen would be a, a solid backup. Wait, is Lettinen Swedish or Finland? Uh, I have no idea. I think he's Finnish. I think he's Finnish, too. I think he's Finnish. So, um, what, two Swedes would have been nice. That would have been a nice one-two punch. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Ronta, Ronta is Finnish. Yeah. So I mean, stick with stick true. with stick with yeah, stick with the finish. Let you guys. <laughs> exactly. Maybe nobody, maybe nobody even notice. You just slip letting it in there, and so people are like, oh yeah, it's Ronta. Yeah, nobody exactly. <laughs> uh, next, we got um, the Panthers signed their head coach, so that means Scott Arneal struck out at the plate. So Arneal will not become the Panthers' next head coach, which remains Scott Arneal. I, I heard Scott Arneal also. Interviewed for Buffalo. You did. So uh, Buffalo still doesn't have a head coach, so um, my fingers are crossed that Buffalo will end up taking Scott Arneal as the head coach. You guys, I mean, I think the Panthers made the right choice. Now, I don't know who else interviewed for the position, but I'm not even going to pr- try to pronounce the guy's name because I'm going to end up saying Boner. Giggity, giggity. Giggity, goo. Stick around. <laughs> but, uh... I think if it's either him or Scott Arneal, I think that they made the right choice. Um, that brings us up to more Rangers talk. Lindy Ruff. There are rumors that Lindy Ruff, uh, Rangers, the Rangers organization got in touch with Lindy Ruff. He has a bunch of ties with the organization. Uh, you know, he played, I mean, Drury played under him. Now Drury is the, is he the GM or the GM of, Hart, uh, Hartford, correct? correct? Yeah, it's Jim Hartford, yeah. So there's a bunch of ties there. They they went out and said that if he does come in, it's AV's choice. They would go to AV first. A lot of people are saying that the game has passed Lindy Ruff. A lot of people are saying otherwise. Yeah, uh, Woj, you're obviously from Buffalo. You've seen a lot of Sabres hockey. Would you be willing or would you be happy with Lindy Ruff coming on board as an assistant coach? Nope. Get him away from me. I just can't imagine, like, there's not a young... Like, all right, so here's my problem with it. Lindy Ruff couldn't do something with what I think was a very good Dallas team. Like, I think Dallas could have been a contender year after year with some of the teams they've had. Like, they had... 
I mean, you got to look at it. You have Ben and you have Sagan. Like, you have all-stars on your team. Yeah. And you build a core around those guys, and you're easily making cut run. And I don't know why they couldn't figure it out. I mean, they had bad goaltending, whatever it might be. But, like, that one of those teams has to get to the conference finals. Like, that has to happen with some of those teams. And Ruff couldn't do it. So there's clearly a disconnect there with some of those younger guys. And, like, the Rangers being a primarily younger team, like, I just can't see him being the guy who gets through. Like, Arneal is trash. Arneal I, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, he had, he has to go. Like, he's he killed the Rangers special teams. Like, I will have special teams PTSD for the rest of my life because of Scott Arneal. <laughs> um, and Lindy Ruff isn't the answer either. Like, I just... I, I mean, that's my promise, too, is, like, I can say this all, but I don't have a backup plan or, like, have a list of names for you to tell you who I think should be in this consideration, but I know it's not Lindy Ruff. Like, uh, it, it's just not, I mean, even Ruff's power play numbers stink. Like, if you're going to talk, like, special teams or everything like that, but, like, I, I don't know. Like, one of the people, a lot of people are saying, like, he's he's a coach who's, you know, willing to play younger players. I was just about to say that. I was. Possessions. Like, like, people are like, I hear that a lot. Like, he's willing to play these, you know, like, rookies and, like, likes to give guys chances when they're playing through rough patches. He's not going to be the one making the call, man. Like, he'll be it's in gonna the going to be A.V. It's A.V.'s team. And especially if it's A.V.'s decision, it's A.V.'s team. Like, whose man's this? It's A.V.'s team, man. Like, it, he's not going to listen to Ruff no matter what he's saying. Like, Ruff might be getting in his face or whatever because Ruff's a hothead, which I don't mind. But I just can't see those two working well together. Like, I, 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 it, there's no point. Like, it, it's bringing in, and like you said, he has ties with the organization. He was considered for the coaching job back in like 2013, and that's the only reason we're hearing this. Like, I, if it does happen, I'll be, I'll, I won't be a very happy camper, man. It's just there's no reason to it. But I don't know what you guys feel. But Arneil has to go either way. That's that's the answer. It's not Lindy Ruff's the solution. Yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of like the move. Yeah. Yeah, I I think Lindy Ruff would. Be, I think he'd work well with Elaine Vigneault. Um, yeah, he. Sh- I totally agree with you where with a team in Dallas with all-stars, he should be making the conference final every single year he was there. No doubt about it. With Sagan, who could score 45 goals a season, Jamie Benn, who could score 35 and put up 90 points a season, I don't think he used, as, I don't think he used those guys properly. I think he misused them. Um, but I think he'd work well with the Rangers. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't like Jeff Bukaboom as a defensive coach. I'm not sure why. I, yes, he was a great defenseman when he played, but I, I don't like the way that they were used. I don't know if that was Av's call with going, what happened in the playoffs. No, but, God. Uh, you, you're talking about PTSD. Yeah. Mine is. Mine is Stall and Holden. Yeah, I see those two in my sleep every night. Uh, my, uh, and I, I just don't get it. How do you put them out at, in these key situations? And I've ar- I've argued with Pedro s- numerous of times about this, and it, it's just inexcusable. It's inexcusable. And AV should have said something, whether it was Bukaboom's call or AV's call. Something should have been said. You need Brendan Smith out there. You need you know McDonough out there. You need Shea out there. And then to play Shea barely any minutes towards the end of those games it just all right we're not gonna we're not gonna continue with that it was even worse too because you look at those graphics like towards the end of the postseason where they're showing like most points by a defenseman in the playoffs this year and you see brady, brady Shea's name yeah right in the middle it's like I, I, that's the last thing i need to see like get out of my face i yeah i could i, I could do literally a whole another podcast like if you listen to garden faithful i'm a big elaine vignolt apologist like i really do think he's a good coach this postseason made me kind of cower into the bushes a little bit. It was tough to be an AV fan after this. So, like, I'm very – if AV doesn't get off to a hot start this season, I, I'd, I'd be – You're going to uh, jump on board with me? I, I start ringing the bells. I, I think I think it's time. I mean, 
you talk about windows and the talk of all those things with Hank or whatever aging out, but you got to ring the bell sometime. And if he can't get off to a hot start this season, especially with the way he coached, he got out coached. And I mean, I, I don't want to get creep crazy. He got out coached this postseason. They didn't lose that game. Like he just he he, he out coached himself, which is the worst part. And I don't mind losing. I just hate losing because of coaching and because of decision making that could have easily prevented a loss. And that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it was. You gotta give Ottawa credit. They they played their structure yeah, they, to the max. They were, I mean they were amazing. They were a you team know? that played their system better than I've seen a team play their system ever. Yeah. But like I yeah. do think the Rangers were the better team and there's games that could have been won either way. Even in the earlier series with oh, uh what's, yeah, it's it's brutal. But game you know, five sticks out of the second round. Oh, Jesus is that, was that the Montreal overtime? No, I'm talking about in uh, the Ottawa oh, series. Ottawa series, yeah. Yeah, where the Rangers were up by, what, two goals? Yeah. Every single... Apologies to all the listeners, but this has officially turned into a Rangers podcast. You can you can do whatever you want, but we're going to continue. We're going to finish out with the Rangers. So next week, maybe, we'll have a bunch of trades and everything to announce. But we're going to finish off with the Rangers. We just want to hear Woj's input. Um, Woj, the direction of the Rangers, where are they heading? Where's the core? I, I need to see Girardi or Stahl bought out on Thursday. I, I need it, and I hope it will happen. I think it will end up being Girardi. I've heard, you know, I've seen, obviously I've just seen stuff, but it's going to be Girardi being bought out. So where do you see them moving forward? I hope, you know, I personally, defense is the number one thing that they really have to focus on. you gotta you got to get rid of 5-18. and 18. Um Five, buy him out. Eighteen, move him in a deal. Hopefully, I mean he he's even said that he wants to come back and be better than ever, whatnot. I it, yeah, I don't see it. So we have I can't pronounce the name, so I just call him a bear glove. We have him coming in, and he has that KHL out clause. So I f- I feel like he makes the the starting night roster just based on that. Yeah. Because if we send him down, he can dart over to the KHL, which Bushnevich also had, but, you know, he, he stayed. I don't he, think... He's an idiot. He should have got out. Like, he should have ran when he had the chance. Like, I feel so bad for Pat, though. He should have just went back to Russia. Been happy as hell. Yeah, He'd been swimming in Russian women and fish or whatever they do <laughs> down there. Like, I'm not sure what Russians do on a daily basis. Vodka and fish and hockey. That's it. And that's where I agree with Len Vanille. I think he misused Pavel Bushnevich. Yeah. Huge I think time. he just misused them. And, you know, hopefully... I mean, hopefully next season he'll be in the lineup every single every single game, bearing any injuries. But the defense is the main thing that they have to focus on. I think that's what they will focus on. Brandon Smith has already said that as long he's willing to sign with the Rangers before July first, as long as they throw him a market number. To you guys, what is the market price for Brandon Smith? Four and a half, five, four. Yeah. So. Good. I mean, I I like Brendan Smith. I really do. A lot of hype. A lot of, like a lot of for a guy they just kind of for a guy that was the backup plan at the deadline for Shattenkirk. Yeah, that's that's a guy like. Uh, do you guys think we're getting Shattenkirk? Yes or no? I, yes, I do. I think it's a I, done deal. I, I, I don't. I, I don't just, think so either. Genuinely, don't think so at all. Like at all. It seems like it's it's one of those things where like for some reason he's always. I mean, because he's a New York guy, but like he's always had that tie with the Rangers in New York. I just don't see it happening. Like I, I happy if it does, and I don't think he's the one answer. But uh, no, I don't think I don't think he's coming here either. So if that's the case, like I think the Rangers are going to have a pretty good market of like whether or not they're going to get him or not, and that's how it's going to affect what Smith is going to get. So but, then, how do they fix the defense with without signing Shattenkirk? 
Do they re-sign Smith? What, like, what do you guys see them doing to fix this defense other than getting rid of 5-18? and 18? I mean, that's you when you start to rebuild. I mean, yeah. I'd bring up the young guys. You want to bring up Ponick? Graves. Graves. Yeah. Let him play. I, like, I don't even know who's on like Hartford's actual like roster right now because this whole expansion thing is like messing with my brain. Like I, well, we still I, have to sign either. We still have to sign someone because we're not we're not compliant to the rules right now. I yeah. from what I've heard, and we can you know we can lose a pick because of that. So we either have to sign. I think who is it? It's we have to sign. We have to sign someone because apparently we're not compliant. So we have to sign someone by like Thursday or whatever. Which hopefully you know I hear that they're playing hardball. Because they know they, that they want the contracts that they want, so hopefully something gets done with them. But uh, you know, I think you see Bear Glove in the in the in the starting lineup come. I think my my take is I think you see Graves in the starting that lineup too. I, I think he's I think he's going to be good shot. I think if I think you got to kind of try to replicate what Brady Shea did this year and give Graves at least at least a shot in the beginning of the season. Um, but as to how do you fix it, man? Like I, I don't think they do. I'm gonna be honest. I think the defense. We're gonna we're gonna be doing a podcast a year from today around the same time talking about the Rangers in the exact same way we are now. Like I just don't see them making such a drastic change in the blue line that it's gonna fix it for this entire season. I do think one of the two will get bought out. I don't think it means the other one will get moved though. I think one's gonna stay on this roster for sure next season. We're gonna see either five or eighteen on this roster, and I think it's gonna be eighteen because hey, I don't know why. I, I just organization has something for Mark Stahl, and they did it with Eric Stahl, and they just the Stahl family just get them all in my fucking face. But <laughs> we're gonna get all we're gonna get Mark Stahl in the roster next year. That's my that's my thoughts. That's my opinion. I think I mean like I said, I think we saw the same rumor this morning that put me in a cycle of just a mashed potato brains at nine thirty this morning of like somebody saying Girardi will get bought out. Yes, yes, oh my that's God, exactly. the best thing in the planet. And then it was like, no, he could get bought out. That's like, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. Shit, I could lose my virginity, but I'm probably not going to. Giggity giggity. Giggity goo. Stick around. <laughs> so, um, no, but I think Girardi's gone. I think he. I think Mark Stahl stays. I think you got Graves. You think you got. Uh, it's going to be a disaster. I'm not looking forward to next season. I'll my, be honest. My but only thing is though, with Hank, we're always like we're always win now, win now, win now. So that's why I do see them doing something drastic this offseason. This offseason is going to be the craziest. I've, like, like I said before, it's going to be the yeah. craziest offseason in years. So that's where I do see them doing something because with Henrik Lundqvist in net, they're going to be a win-now team until he's gone. Well, it's a tough it's a tough line to walk because you don't want to mortgage yourself either because you got to teeter on the line of win-now or what's in the future. And it's a, t- it's a tight line to walk for the Rangers right now because you do, like you said, you do want to try to make the last of whatever, how many years we have Hank. Uh, I was talking, I don't know if you guys are, like, movie fans or, like, whatever. Do you guys ever see the movie Clerks, like, Kevin Smith's movies? Yeah, yeah, Clerks and Clerks 2. Brian O'Halloran, I was talking to him at the Comic-Con I was at last weekend. Oh, huge that's Rangers awesome. Huge Rangers fan. Really? And, yeah, yeah, huge Rangers guy. We were talking about Rangers for a while. And he, I think me and him kind of both kind of came to the conclusion that Hank's got uh, one more year. You think? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But see, I was I was hoping that he'd be he he'd be around for at least two more, just so Storkin can come over from the uh, KHL. And, that would be ideal, I think. Yes, and he can play, you know, one year under Hank, and then it's Prince Storkin, and it's now his throne. I could easily see him play too, but just like it makes sense him playing one more year, man. Like, 
Like the guy has so much ahead of him. Like I mean, you always hear like life after hockey. What's there? Hank's a guy who's never gonna have to worry about anything. Oh, like, no. He can literally just stop hockey and go be a model for exactly. Like just get paid contracts on contracts on contracts. But that I think that's would be ideal. But like man, if Hank, if a guy who's been banged up as much as he has the last couple seasons, if he takes one injury the wrong way this year. I would not be shocked if he, at the end of the season, was like, yep, I'm done. Like, that's it. I got nothing left in the tank. I got nothing left to offer for the Rangers, and that's it. Like, it's the, I didn't mean to, like, kill the mood, but, like, <laughs> I, I genuinely could see it happening. It would not surprise me. You know, like I said, the ideal situation is waiting for Shostarkin to come over and then just all of a sudden just take one all-star, pull him out, and then put the next one in. He, he's literally, he's literally going to be what Henrik Lundqvist was, but at the time, well, yeah, exactly. He's going to be Russian, not Swedish. Not Swedish. But pretty much, you know, but I, I feel like there's more hype around Shostorkin than there was Hank when he came oh, into sure. when he yeah. came into the league. Yeah, it was like social media and stuff like that too. Like, oh, absolutely. There was you're yeah. More, you're a lot more aware of these guys now. Like I mean, back then when Hank started, like it wasn't as big as a thing. So when like these guys come into net, like you're only basing it off of like what you're seeing or reading. If you're following, I mean, if you even follow into the prospect pool or what the Rangers have mm-hmm. now with Twitter, it's so easy. You can literally just follow Twitter accounts who are going to tell you these things. And yep. I think it's much more awareness. And I think it, the same thing happened with VC this off season. You build hype for these guys, and it's tough. But no, yeah, I agree with you. There's way more hype for him, especially with uh, who's the Islanders goalie? That uh, so, it's Shostorkin and Shostorkin and Sororkin. And then, too, man, like, I've heard so much about this kid. Like, who knows if he's going to be any good in the NHL? Like, who knows if Shostorkin's going to be any good? But there's a lot of hype for them to be just because of, like, Twitter and this engagement that you see with fans with each other. It's, it's wild. It's, right. it's, it's, it's exciting time to be a hockey fan, that's for sure. And I mentioned it last episode. I can't wait for the Shostorkin-Sororkin battles oh, yeah. in net between the Rangers and the Islanders. Because it's Rosen trying to pronounce that. It's going <laughs> to die right on if, if he's still around. If he's still around. If he's still around. Yep. What's your market price for Kevin Shankirk? What do you think the Rangers will offer him? Do you see a max contract of seven, eight years? I, I hope not. I hope not too. I, I would love a, just a solid four-year deal, like just something like front-loaded, packed solid, so that we know what we're getting. I just can't get caught in one of these long-term contracts again. I just, I can't do it. I, I I'm, I'm sick of it. I, I need these guys to continually think of what's next as opposed to, all right, we got a guy for the next seven to eight years. So I, I can't have another one of these contracts. So I, I'm going to pray that it's a four. Five I'll even take, but six, seven, eight, you're, you're really Way too much. Dangerous you're going you're gonna to end up buying him out at the end of that contract. Yep. It's going to be, we're going to be seven, five and 18 all over again with Shannon Kirk. It's, it's, I mean, it's a tough hole to fall into because, again, like you want to be able to pull these guys in. Like you got to give them incentive that like Shanton Kirk's going to be here for the next six, seven, eight years and that he's going to bring his family here and he's from here and he's going to have family in town, whatever it might be. But it, it's a tough hole to fall into. But I, I think the guy realizes what he is and who he is and where he's coming. So I'm praying, being a New York guy, it would be a four- or five-year deal. But, again, I, I, I don't think he's coming here. But if it were to, I'm praying that's the ideal price. So I, Do you see him landing in New Jersey? I fucking hope not. I've been hearing that a lot, and it makes a ton of sense. Like, it, it really does. It makes a ton of sense. So, uh, no, I hate the Devils more than I think I hate. I think it's like Flyers Devils. So, them being happy. Like, the whole Kovalchuk situation makes me kind of happy, too, because it's another one of those squirmy situations for Devils fans. Because um, they, they want to move his contract. Because yeah. if, if Kovalchuk comes back next season, they're getting doodly squat for him. He's coming back as a UFA. Don't boo the ever-living tits out of him. Like, oh. I, it's going to be great. But, um, no, I, 
I could see him going to the Devils. Like, I mean, I keep hearing about the same teams like Buffalo and stuff like this, but like he has options in New York, and yeah. it's not just the Rangers, and that's the scary part. So it's kind of how I felt the deadline. Like, I thought once we didn't get him then, I didn't. I don't think we're getting him anymore. I thought that was their chance. You get him for the second half of the season, and then you lock him down. But now I just don't see it happening. I think that he he wants to win, and I don't think he sees the Rangers as an option. I just don't. All right, so I have two more questions, and then we'll uh, we'll call it a night. Uh, number one for both of you guys, I think it's going to be Shattenkirk. Who is the free agent that makes a splash for the Rangers this year? Who 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 do they go out and get? They're going to have to sign someone. I think it's going to be Shattenkirk. <sighs> They're going to go with someone. They got yeah. I mean, it's going to be somebody. Really put us on the spot here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I, 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 you guys don't think Shattenkirk's coming, and I really do. I think it's almost a done deal with Shattenkirk. I hope so. I mean, see, this is my problem now because, like, you just now I'm gonna be staying up until about three a.m. with like <laughs> Shattenkirk like scouting reports on my wall and like yeah. cover these stupid posters, but. I mean, I think it would be a great pickup for the power play. Yeah. The power play that's been struggling for years. I think he's that. I think he's that guy. But Shattenkirk meets Scott Arneal, your worst enemy. Jesus H. <laughs> um, and don't get me wrong, I, I definitely want him to come here. It's not like a matter of like I'm bitter and I don't want him to come here. I definitely do, but man, it's going to be a tough situation. Like I, I, he's obviously not going back to Washington. I think we can all agree. Yep, hundred percent. Right, like hundred percent. Yeah, they have way too many guys that they have to re-sign and re-up. Know, can like you see the Rangers going after a guy like T.J. Oshie? Uh, I hope not. I'm a big TJ Oshie truther. Like, I think he stinks. Like, I, I, I maybe just a wild take, but I just don't think he's that good. Oh, I think that. he built his career off of that one Olympic. The USA? Olympic. The USA, yep. Yeah, and he's been riding that hot tail ever since. Like, yeah, he puts up some good numbers, but, like, at 30, I'm not taking a 30-year-old TJ Oshie. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Like, I think we, we talked about him, but I think Thornton, but that's not a big splash. That's not, yeah. Weirdly, I can see, like... I, I really hope it's not like Martin Hansel or like Patrick Eves or any of these guys. I think they got to make a smart move. Like, I don't know, Mike, Mike Fisher's a free agent. He's 37. There's a lot of old free agents this year. Like, If there was one guy I'd want to pick, I'd want to bring Brian Boyle back. I think that would yeah. be a great pickup. Brian, Bo- Yeah, I would love Brian Boyle to be coming back to the Rangers. Sam Gagne, I wouldn't hate. He kind of had a little bit of a resurgence in Columbus if the price is right. Like, uh, Boyle, I'd be fine with bringing back, too. Big Boyle guy. I, I love him. I... I Never stopped rooting for him. He was fine with the Lightning, good with the Maple Leafs. Just never found his fit. I think coming home to the Rangers. Again, what the Rangers are going to have to do is just fill in, like, I think one or two top bottom six spots. And it's going to be stop gaps. Yeah, it could be a very easy fix. It's just a matter of doing. What about Radulov? You guys, any thoughts? I hate him. I want to punch uh, his too, face in. Too much money. Well, after, after, the, after the series with Montreal, no. <laughs> it's just you, you grow bitter feelings towards players, yeah. and he was one of them. We can't. And he's I, a great player. I think yeah, he's a great player. I think he's a dynamic sniper, but I don't think he's worth $5.7 million for one year. Yeah, it's going to be a high that. five, and that's not anything the Rangers can take on. All right, so if I had to pick one, I mean, I I I, I want it to be Shattenkirk. I do. Don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a. I think we said it. I think it's going to be a Joe Thornton. Okay. A safe, a safe move, a safe move that I think they a guy they can trust with experience, and then a guy who's not going to eat up big minutes because I think they have guys who are ready to do so. It's a bit of Jed, and I mean, if Stepan stays here too, but what about a Patrick Marlowe? 
I'm, again, one of these guys. Like, get me one of those three guys. Like, I'm, I'm okay with taking on one savvy vet. Like, a guy who's been in the league, has got some season on him. That's fine with me. I just can't take on more than one, especially with some of these contracts. Like, even Yager and, like, uh, Thornton are going to be at least a decent-sized contract, but even for just a year. Um, but, yeah, give me one. Of, give me one. I'll, I'll take I'll, – give me your scraps. Give me your weak. Give me your meat. Give me your poor. I'll take them all and put them on my bottom six, and we'll roll four lines all season again. So, All right, so here's the last question. Where do the Rangers end up at the end of the 2017-2018 season? Second wild card spot. Again, second wild card. Second wild card spot. It's gonna be deja fucking vu. I think. I, I the problem again. The Metro is just such a goddamn so, tough yeah. division to be in right now. Like, I mean, Carolina is sneaky gonna be a really good team next year. Um, I know I bluffed it earlier, but like again with having Darling now, I think they. I think that's a team who can make an easy run. The Islanders are never gonna go away. The Devils, whatever they stink. Um, the Blue, but I think you got the Washington, you got the the Capitals, the Blue Jackets, and the Penguins again. I, I mean. Who knows? I mean, the Blue Jackets, if they don't have that 16-game run or whatever that was, they barely That was Yeah, that was, that was a ridiculous that was, run. That was their bread and butter for the rest of the season. Like, they got to the playoffs with that run because they played nearly under 500 hockey the rest of the way after that, and it, the torch system really started to peak its holes through. But I think the safe bet, if you're, like, going to put money on it, they're easily going to make – I think they – not so easily, but they're going to make the playoffs, and I think it's a wild-card spot again. We're right back to being a team that nobody wants to play when we're in the wild-card spot. All right, Pedro. I think we're going to be third in the Metro. I think Washington is going to slip up a little bit. Um, I don't think Columbus is going to be as good as they were this season. Um, Carolina is a team that scares me. I think yeah. Carolina is very underrated. I think yep. they're a team that is going to be in that last wild card spot. I think Carolina makes the playoffs next season. Hot um, take. I, 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 I think they are. I, I like it. I think yeah. it's a safe play. I think they're a team that. Uh, if they can, if they can win their division games, as stupid as that sounds, they're gonna make the playoffs. Like, cause I think that's a team that they, they they're such a weird hockey team. Like, they're so irrelevant to me. But then to think they won a cup, like it's I don't know. It's Carolina just baffles me. But no, I think that's a safe bet. I think they could make the playoffs very easily. Islanders, I think, make the playoffs again. It's gonna be a tough Metro this year. I it's always it's, it's it's been a tough yeah. Metro. It's gonna be five teams out of the Metro, three out of the Atlantic, and it's gonna be a shit show for the top three in the Atlantic. Cause I think that division has just gone to shit. Tampa's not what they used to be. Boston's Detroit's not. Detroit team. is. Yeah, Detroit's garbage now. Uh, Toronto is a team that people have to fear all of a sudden, and the Atlantic is wild. So, like, I do think it's five teams easy from the Metro making the playoffs, and I God pray hope Rangers are one of them because I, it's gonna be a battle this year. I think Toronto wins the Atlantic next season. I hope so. I, think I, I can see it. I don't see I think, Boston doing anything. I think, like no. you said, they're trash. Um, Montreal, I think, will be second. They're they're a pretty solid squad. Whenever you have Carey Price in that, I think you always have a chance to win. Um, but I think Toronto's the best team in the Atlantic. I hope so. I think that it's one of those like weird like tripes or whatever you want to call it. But like, I think the league's better when Toronto's good. Like when Canadian teams are good. It makes it fun to hate. Like, I like when Toronto, especially being in Buffalo, we get a lot of Canadians. We get the yeah. Sabres, Leafs rivalry. Like, it's fun to watch, man. Like, I, I mean, just because, I mean, just the talent they got, too, with, like, Matthews, Marner. Like, it's, it's a Nylander, wild, yeah. Wild. Yeah, it's, yeah, even though, like, the Sabres are going to have the Nylander in there this year, they're line up, and it's going to be a fun year. I think, I mean, this is as shitty as a way this season ended with that garbage goal with a minute and a half left in the Game 6 Stanley Cup final. This is probably the most exciting hockey like 
I've been about hockey in the off season. Like usually, like even with like the podcast, we stopped recording now because like there's only so much you could do. But like even now, man, there's so much going on. Oh, absolutely. It's like, it's yeah. like dude, I need to get off my floating in the pool and like maybe like, <laughs> look into some of this stuff. But no, I think it's it's gonna be a blast. And I'm I mean I'm strapped in. I'm ready for pure disappointment and a long ride of you know another five years of just mediocre tyranny. So like. Let's, have, let's, let's roll. I have one more question. Yep. Will you be at the Winter Classic this season? Oh, yeah. Like, so, all right. So, like, my I've never been to the Garden. That's wild, but, like, I live in Buffalo. I've lived here mm-hmm. my whole life. Never been to the Garden. Um, so, I feel like if I'm going to get to the Winter Classic, i got to go to the Garden first. So, it, yes, it is on my it's on my to-do list for 20 next year or whatever it's yep. going to be. 2018, technically. 2018, yep. Um, it is on my to-do list. I will try to be there. Um, I, I think I'm going to try to get to the home opener this year. That's my. That's that's kind of what I'm looking at now. I'm trying to go to the home opener. So if I do that, I definitely will be at the Winter Classic. Um, I think it's a stupid Winter Classic. I, I don't get it. It should be Rangers Islanders every year at City Field. And it's a um, and it's a Buffalo home game, which works for us. <laughs> wild. I don't even understand it's it. A Buffalo I'm excited home to be, game. Yeah. The Rangers. The Rangers. The Rangers are under contract that they can't play any home games outside of MSG. Why is yep. that? It's just it's in the contract, and yeah, it's a it's a clause. So that's why we played the when we played the um, stadium classics at Yankee, at Yankee Stadium. It was a Devils home game and an Islanders home game. That's crap. Yep. We wore those stupid white jerseys both yeah, games. That's crap. And I mean, it's 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 exciting. It's cool to get picked to be a part of it again. I just think not putting it in Buffalo is a huge mistake. And the reason they're doing that is because Buffalo is such a big market. They're afraid to lose the TV viewership if they don't put the game there, or if they do put the game there because they know a ton of people will be at the game yeah. and tailgating, and they're going to lose a huge market. I mean, if you look at even just the cup finals, the top three cities, it was uh, Nashville, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. No matter what game it was of the playoffs, they were always one of the top three teams in like NBC Sports ratings. So they don't want to lose that rating. So they're going to take the team and put them in the game, but they're not going to put it in the city. So this way you get the ratings because you know every TV with all these hung- fat, hungover people in Buffalo like myself, <laughs> are going to be sitting on our couches watching that game just with chicken wings falling out of our mouths just because that's what we do. Um, but it, it, it's kind of sad that they're not going to put it here. I mean, they had the first one here. It would have been nice to get the next one or one of the next ones. But, um, no, it'll be fun. I'm going to try to get there, though. It, it, it's, it's, it's definitely one of the high points of the season for Rangers fans, and I think being there will be kind of cool. So I'm gonna, it's definitely on my bucket list this year. They also need to bring back the, um, the road to the Winter Classic. Yes, that that's dude, I still go back sometimes like I'll fall into like a YouTube rabbit hole of like I'll be clicking on videos and I'll just see like oh Road to the Winter Classic Rangers Flyers. Like, oh dude, it was it was unbelievable. That, it, the, the series is tremendous. Yeah. And then when they when they show uh I think it was Anisimov after his uh his rifle, he shot. he shot the yeah, he shot the he shot the goalie. Dramatic like like even watching it now, like I know what happened in those games, but I watch it like, oh, maybe something different's gonna happen this time. Like I gotta <laughs> tune in. I gotta fall into a forty-five minute rabbit hole of just watching shit that I've seen a hundred times and I've watched live. But uh, that's just my brain. That's just how so. Hopefully they bring that back, but I, I doubt they will. Yeah. But uh, hey, it's been a pleasure um, to all the, to all to all the listeners. Um, go check out the Garden Faithful podcast when it comes back. So no, no, absolutely. So I mean, for the Ranger fans that are listening. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Go take a uh, listen to that. You're, so you're done for the summer with that, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I want to be because I'm so fucking fat and lazy that I just want to enjoy the summer. Like coming on with you guys has been fun. Like it re- makes me realize like how much like my brain just can only focus on hockey when I think about it. Um, but no, I don't know. We might do. I mean, if something big happens, like Shattenkirk or Girardi, I think even if Girardi just getting bought out would be big in our brain. He'll do. So he'll do one. 
I think we'll do like maybe expect one to two episodes this summer if something big happens. But if not, like if it's a disappointing season, we'll see you for the the home opener episode in September, October. But that's it. Like it's it's John and I. Like and that's kind of where the beef started from yesterday on Twitter. Like these guys think that me and John are like experts or have yeah. sources or like our Twitter. Dude, I wish know. I was a guy with sources. I wish. Me too. Like I'm just a fat fucking fan who figured out how to press record on my like, <laughs> microphone, and like me and John, like that's what, that was the craziest part. Is like they're like they're taking shots at like our viewership and our market share. Like, dude, I don't give a shit if there was one person listening or a thousand. Exactly. Me and John do it because we have fun, and like that was the craziest part of it. But yeah, so like we'll we'll, we'll be doing it from time to time. But it's not like we're on a schedule. It's not like we're making money. Like you guys did the smart thing and did a hockey podcast. Yeah. John and I were like we can only talk about the Rangers, and I think we kind of limited ourselves. But I'm glad we did because it gives me time to just be like. Enjoy the off season. We'll get back next year. So no, uh, it's been a blast talking to you guys. And whenever you guys, if you guys want to have me on, I know I just talked your ears off for an hour and a half. No, dude, dude. Yeah, you're, whenever you're welcome, whenever you want. Hundred percent. You're welcome. Whenever I'm, a, you want. I'm a whore for listening to my own voice. So whenever you guys want to have me on, I, I'll be more than happy to. But no, thank you guys, and I'll be sure to pimp this podcast because it's going to do big things. You guys are going to kill it. Thank you. I appreciate I that. that. But uh, yeah, we're signing out. Drop the puck podcast episode four over and out. Hopefully next week. We'll have a lot to talk about. We'll have we'll have anywhere from the buyouts to the trade. I'm expecting at least seven to eight trades this week. Uh, this will be out on Wednesday, so I'm even expecting trades by then. Who knows? But we'll have a lot to talk about. Me and Pedro will uh, will make our own Vegas uh, Golden Knights teams through CapFriendly.com. We'll use the uh, generator. We'll make our own teams. I don't know if Woj wants to make one, and we'll just throw that in, too. It's just going to have Dan Girardi on there. <laughs> <laughs> or Mark Stalter. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Drop the Puck Podcast with your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez on Facebook and Twitter at Drop the Puck Pod. We'll catch you next time, NHL fans, on the Drop the Puck Podcast.